Hey everybody, this is Mrs. Ford and you're listening to English Teacher Radio. Oh, if you're hearing defeat in my voice, it's because I just talked to this dumb microphone for like 20 minutes only to realize I wasn't recording. Well, that's how that's how it goes in the biz, huh guys? All right, so what's up? Let's try it again, y'all. Um, okay, it is Monday, March 23rd, and it is 8.37 p.m. So holler at ya. I hope everybody's doing well. I'm going to take you guys through an outline of the show, and then we're going to get into it. So first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my day, just because that's how I start. Guys, I've added another segment of the show called Silver Linings. Have you seen this hashtag, or have people been saying this to you? Like, oh, the world is crazy and bizarre and insane and so sad. So can we find the silver lining? So I'm going to tell you a silver lining. Like, just like one teeny tiny thing for my day that made me happy. Um, Then I'm going to talk about a bunch of content related to AP Lit, and then I'm going to go through um, the awesome suggestions that people had of like what to do with your time that came in through the feedback on the Google form. And then we're going to end with everyone's favorite part of the show, which is shout outs. Okay, so let's get started. Today, um, it was a Monday, which was good. I don't know about you guys, but that was a really long weekend, like the longest weekend of my life. And I think the problem is that like during the weekdays, my family keeps a type of schedule because we have um, two older kids. My son is 12, Tatum is four, so they need a schedule. But then on the weekends, we kind of just like, you know, people can do whatever they want. And yesterday it was just like, you know, same old Mrs. Ford business, too much too much Twitter, too many Oreos, you know, and then all of a sudden I can't understand why I'm like exhausted and defeated at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but that, that was really, that was kind of bad. So had to learn that lesson the hard way again. But, um, I woke up really early this morning before the kids, I got a bunch of work done for you guys that I posted to classroom. So I was much more I don't know, with it today because I was on a schedule. Anyway, part of our schedule is I am trying to homeschool my four-year-old. And I say homeschool, like, let's be real. Um, I'm trying my best to like do the preschool lessons with her. How about that? That's probably more accurate. And she's so crazy for a lot of reasons. But one thing that she does is, first of all, I, I address her as if we're in a class. So I'll say like, okay, boys and girls, everyone come on the carpet for circle time. And it's just her. But she loves it. And she'll, she'll, you know, march over and sit down and raise her hand and say, can I go first? Which is hilarious because there's literally no one else in the room. So she has a great time with it. But one thing that she does that is funny is she really likes it when I discipline other imaginary students. So I'll be in the middle of saying like, okay, you know, we're going to work on our letter K. It's a lot of like practicing letters. And she'll go, oh, um, teacher, and then she'll make up a kid's name. Um, today she said, um, teacher, Fred just threw a pie in, in Lily's face. <laughs> Where did she come up? So then I have to say, Fred, in my best, like, you know, preschool teacher voice, Fred, we do not throw pies in people's faces. You're going to have to go, I don't know, I make up a punishment. You're going to have to go sit in the corner and think about what you did. Sometimes I have to send kids to the principal's office. It's just like every 30 seconds, she's like, oh, um, teacher. And then she'll make up another kid. Julia took the toys out and it's not time for toys yet. So, um, that cracks me up. I think she gets more entertainment out of me disciplining imaginary children than any than anything else we do. 
Um, okay. What else did I do today? Well, I went for a walk in the afternoon. You guys saw it snowed this morning. Woo. That was a real downer. Yeah. Right. You wake up, you're like, okay, mother nature, I get it. You hate us. Um, but I was really happy by the end of the day it had, oh, not by the end of the day, it was probably like three o'clock. Most of the snow had melted and I think the sun is going to shine tomorrow and I can't wait to see it. So it was really great to get a walk in. Ray and I took a couple laps around the block in the stroller and then we made dinner. Um, we have a little fireplace in our house. So we let the kids do s'mores in the fireplace and they think that is the coolest thing in the world. So that was my, my day. Okay guys, it's time for my first silver linings segment. So you know how this goes, you know, you got to find, you got this real dark cloud and you got to find the silver lining. So I was thinking about that today and, um, here is my silver lining today. So when you're a teacher and you go to work every day, like my old life, um, I would always have to pack for lunch, like cold leftovers. And I know this sounds really dumb, but it would always drive me crazy to like run down the hallway to the teacher's lounge to microwave something. It would like take up my time and it would be annoying and I'd feel like forget my keys or whatever. And also like who, who, what, what, who wants a community microwave? That's just gross. So anyway, I never want to use the microwave. So then I was always eating like cold leftovers or some soggy sandwich. But in my, in my new life, in my current life, I can make a hot lunch every day. And I love, let me tell you what I love, silver lining of the day. I love to toast the bread. I don't know why guys, just a little luxury that I don't have at school. Um, my lunch is still really lame, but I love to toast the bread. So I made a sandwich today and I toasted the bread. Not something I could do while I was at school. So I miss you guys so much, but that's my little silver lining of the day. Toast. You got to find your joy, everybody. All right, let's talk about some AP Lit content. Number one, I've posted this assignment in Classroom for journals, and I'm going to post this assignment every Monday. I'm going to have you guys pick a journal entry from the Google Slides. Um, I love this assignment. I've read a bunch of journal entries from my English 11 kids and they're so good. This is just an opportunity for you to write in a way that is not restrictive. I don't care about grammar. I just want you to write. Like it's really healthy for us to write in a way that isn't analytical. And I should probably do more of this in the classroom, honestly, because it's so healthy. Um, but just like talk to me, write Like you're talking to me. And the prompts take you through a bunch of different things and they mostly want you to reflect in some way about your, your life at home. Um, the prompts are like, tell me something funny that's happened to you in the last couple of days. Um, when did you know that this was really, the coronavirus was really serious? So it's just asking these questions and you can pick the one that you want to write about and tell me a story. I think that journaling is an extremely healthy activity for everybody. And I really think that some of you would do you know, for those of you who have the interest, journaling on your own is extremely valuable. Um, it's something that I do mostly in the summer when I have a lot more time, but it's like kind of a form of meditation. You can just sort of focus on one thing, think about your own brain, um, not let your brain overwhelm you, but more like just kind of see what's in there and manage it a little bit or kind of like step away and say like, okay, I got it all down on paper. In a more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like at, at a at a harder point in my life, 
I've gone through a lot of things. And when my life was really, really hard, I would journal and people would ask me about it. And I would say, it's like you, this is, was the metaphor I would use. Sorry. It's going to be a simile. It would, it's like when you have a horrible, horrible stomach ache and then you go to the bathroom and you just puke. And then you're like, Oh my God, I don't, I just feel better even though I don't feel better at the same time. So it's like, kind of like vomiting. But then when you're done, you're like, oh, kind of feel a little relieved. And my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. So that's what journaling used to be for me. It's not really that uh, violent, I guess. Like not that it was violent before, but there was a lot of negativity coming out of me. But anyway, I'm just really confused, scared, anxious, all the same things that you guys are. But in the mornings when I can get up before my kids, I like to take a couple minutes and write things down. Sometimes I write like, what am I grateful for? Or um, what am I most concerned about? And it just is really helpful. So for the journals for the class, you get to pick your prompt and you don't have to write about something serious, but you can, if you want to. Um, and again, you don't have to worry about like grammar or format or any of that dumb stuff, because that's not really the point. The point is to get you guys thinking about your own experiences and, and writing. Um, there's also a video that I posted to classroom today about Chinua Achebe. He's our author of things fall apart and things fall apart is going to be, I don't want to say tricky, but one thing that Mr. Malash has t reminded us is that we're really not allowed to have deadlines for students. Um, and I can understand that. However, if I'm teaching a book, like, you know, if you're kind of reading it with me, uh, I'm going to go at a certain pace. You can go slower if you want to, and then just access the resources as you go. But I'd like you guys to watch the video at some point between now and Wednesday. It's seven minutes long. Um, it's a PBS. They interviewed Chinua Achebe in 2008, and it was the 50th anniversary of publishing Things Fall Apart. And he talks about like why he did it and what he wanted to get out of it. And it gives you a little background on who he was. And there are some really interesting traits about him that, um, that I think make it easier to understand the book. So that video is available. There's no work attached to it. I just want you to watch it. It's very straightforward. And then if you look at Google classroom, I posted in, in the stream that, um, I'm going to discuss chapters one through three on Wednesday night. And I'm going to post questions for one through three on Wednesday morning. And if you have the book um, and you look in the book, these chapters, can you guys hear the book, are very short. So, or I should say they're like really not that intimidating. It starts on page 13 and then chapter three ends on, hold on, um, page 33. And the font is like gigantic compared to Heart of Darkness. The other thing I want you to know about this book is although the themes are very complicated, the reading level is significantly easier than Heart of Darkness. Some schools, I want to say like IA, they teach this in ninth grade maybe, um, but it's definitely a lot more readable than Heart of Darkness. So if you struggled with Heart of Darkness, don't worry. This one's a lot easier to read. Um, that's why I like teaching it second semester of senior year. So I'm going to discuss one through three on Wednesday night, and I'm going to post questions on Wednesday morning. Um, you don't have to turn those in, you know, anytime. Again, there's not a deadline, but if you want to sort of keep up with me, um, you can just turn those in at some point before 
you can turn those in at some point before your next assignment. And the questions will be, um, they're just going to sort of signal what you have to look for. Um, but we're, we're going to start talking about it on Wednesday. Do you want to come say hi? hi? Guys, special guest. Hi, um, I'm glad to be here. So it's not going to bed tonight. No, you are going to bed tonight. Well, 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 the other ones I say, someone's not going to bed tonight. Oh, someone's not going to bed tonight. Someone's never, <laughs> never going to go to bed because okay. it's to do something. So Say goodnight. Goodbye. Bye. Okay. Um, in terms of what to expect and expectations, I'm going to post when I'll be discussing the book. If I'm moving too fast for you, you you can go at your own pace. Um, if a bunch of people email me and say, Hey, slow down, I'll slow down. I have a feeling that my pace will not be too much for people. Um, if you did not pick up a book from me, but you still want to read it, I'm pretty sure audible advertised that you can get a free account. If you're a student, I'll, I'll look into that and post something in the classroom if I can find it. Um, but if you have an app, of some kind to get books on, you can just get it on an app. So know that. Um, tomorrow or Wednesday, I'm going to record and post a Screencastify video about updates to the AP Lit test. Hopefully by now um, you've heard that they're going to do in at-home tests, which I think is a great idea, um, but they're going to be condensed. Um, they said that they're going to release details the first week of April, but there is some information out there right now. There's some information online and um, I really don't want to talk about it now just because I want to show you guys the websites. So I'm going to record a screencastify where I can like show you my computer and then um, I'll post that tomorrow. But just know that there have been updates to the AP lit test. I'm like kind of shocked to be honest that college board is rolling with it, but I'm really pleased that they're going to offer an in-home test. Um, so I'm sure you've heard it from your other AP teachers. We don't have, as of right now, I mean, it looks like it's going to be one essay, um, no multiple choice. So that's really good for us. We t my students tend to do really well in the essay section. Okay, most importantly, let's go to our feedback from last Friday. And I loved reading this. It was so great to just get some insight on what, what you guys are doing and how everybody's doing. Um, so the question was, what have you watched, listened to, read that you would highly recommend to another teenager who is also very bored? And I don't have any names attached to any of these suggestions, so I'm not going to say anybody's name, but I'm just going to read these and they are hilarious and all sorts of things. Okay. Leah Remini, Scientology in the Aftermath. I've watched a couple episodes of that. It's really good, especially if you're into like cults and people getting out of cults. South Park, you guys know I don't really like that show, um, but teenagers do. Euphoria, the movie Gifted, uh, Young and Hungry, watch Young and Hungry for a Laugh, the Percy Jackson series. Like so many people mentioned, I don't know how to say his name, Rick Rodirian. Oh gosh, that was not right. Um, Supernatural is a good show to binge. Grey's Anatomy, Frontier. Little Fires Everywhere. That was a book, guys. You can read the book first if you want to. A bunch of people said, English Teacher Radio. Thanks, guys. Um, the movie Parasite. The band Peach Pit. I don't know anything about that. Okay, 
I thought this was so cool. Someone recommended watching scary movies and shows. They said, which scare you in a different way than the coronavirus does. And it's, it's more fun to be scared of something else. That's a great suggestion. So they said American Horror Story, La Llorona. I don't know what that is. The Conjuring. Uh, people have watched Royal Pains, High School Musical, Frozen 2, highly recommend, Smurfs 1 and 2. Okay, I don't know how to say this person's name, so I'm just going to do my best. Lil Uzi's new album. Ugh, that sounded so dumb coming out of my mouth. Um, people are rereading books. Somebody reread Catcher in the Rye. Um, oh, then someone said, if you have Disney Plus, I would recommend watching all the Marvel movies from the beginning to the last one. I thought that was a good idea. Again, more Percy Jackson, Inception, Arrival, catch up on the Marvel movies, Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, The Boys. I don't know what that one is. Society on Netflix, Elon Musk. I don't know what that means. Um, the Good Place. Oh, then someone suggested... Card detailing on YouTube is oddly satisfying and really nice to watch. I actually watch card detailing on YouTube, and I would agree with that statement. Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo is a wonderful book. 10 out of 10. Love is Blind. A lot of people are watching Love is Blind. Okay, The Office, Stranger Things, On My Block, Such Education. I am not okay with this. The End of the Effing World, How I Met Your Mother, The Big Bang Theory, Modern Family, The Sky is Pink. Stand-up comedies by Hassan Minaj or Trevor Noah. You, um, Magnus Chase series. Anything by Rick Rorden. Anything by Dan Brown. I would agree with that. Oh my gosh! If you just want like a fun, fast book, Dan Brown. Um, the best of me by Nicholas Sparks or any Nicholas Sparks book. If you've never read Nicholas Sparks, he's good. Criminal Mind, A Song of Ice and Fire books, Gilmore Girls, Stranger Things. The third Stranger Things recommendation. Uh, youth, Frozen 2. Oh, sorry. If you're not into Frozen 2. Um, let's see. The Fountains of Silence. The Show Elite. Money Heist. Harry Potter. H. Yeah. Star Wars. Uh, Fever. Oh, yeah. Fever 1793 by Lori Hall Anderson. She's awesome. She's also on Twitter, guys. She's a great, great author. Um, if you like historical nonfiction. All American, the Atlantis Grail book series, rewatching Disney movies, duh. Um, card games, yeah. Somebody mentioned that they like learned how to play poker, or they're learning how to play poker, and that's a really good idea. I would highly suggest. Uh, a fish called Wanda. That's like a super old movie. Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, video essays breaking down why movies failed, and then providing specific critiques to make them better. Season three of Ozarks comes out on Netflix this Friday. Ooh, that show is dark, y'all. Um, let's see. Organizing your music, learning an instrument, messing around with your style, uh, the entirety of Parks and Rec, um, watching a lot of news. I don't know if I would, I would, I would say if you haven't, like sometimes it's actually like nice to inform yourself, but don't overdo it like me and then tiktok but isn't everybody on tiktok not me i gotta stay away guys i don't think that's really for me so those are your recommendations from your peers i found them to be totally awesome okay guys everyone's favorite part of the show shout outs shout out to ella seamus rosalie i got google classroom posts from you guys and emails from you guys and i so appreciate it um 
everybody else out there. I can't wait to read your journals. Hope everyone's doing well. And email me with questions or find me on the gram. Find me on the socials if you need me. Okay, guys, that's that's all I got for tonight. Have a great night, everybody. And I'll, I'm going to be back chatting with you tomorrow.